Before I begin, I'd like to just tell, tell a, a, a quick joke, similar to the jokes that we sometimes tell when we're visiting in detention center down in Freeborn County in Albert Lee. Um, so here's one example. Um, Harry is praying to God. He says, Dear God, please make me win the lottery. The next day, Harry begs God again, Please, please make it so I win the lottery. The following day, Harry once again says, please, please, dear God, please make me win the lottery. Suddenly he hears a voice from above. Harry, would you kindly go and buy a lottery ticket? So last night, and on any given night, there are more than 40,000 people in detention centers in the United States. Of those 40,000 plus in the United States in detention, about 500 are right here, right here in the state of Minnesota in immigration detention. They could be in Worthington, in Wilmer, Elk River, Chaska, and in Freeborn County in Albert Lee, and that's where we visit two Sunday nights a month. We used to visit in Ramsey County for over seven years but they stopped attaining folks as of December 31st, 2017. I'd like to just share a letter. And I can't tell you how thrilled we were to end that visit program in Ramsey. Uh, if you knew what it was like inside, you'd agree. Uh, I want to share a letter that was sent to us a few months ago to Conversation with Friends, and that's the group from which I'm the, the director. Uh, it was signed by 18 men at the Freeborn County Jail. And this is what they wrote. And the reason I read this letter is because these are our fellow human beings. These are our brothers and our sisters that we're talking about. They're not just nameless people. Dear conversation with friends, we, the inmates at the Freeborn County Jail, would like to express our sincere thanks and appreciation for the wonderful work that you are doing to make our brief stay here not so lonely. Deep in our hearts, we say thank, thank you for your desire to love us, the time you think of us, the company you share with us, the donations you give us, and the gifts we receive time and time again. We are very mindful of the fact that you do not judge us for the reasons we are detained. You embrace us for the human diversities you see in us, understanding that we are all children of God sharing the same planet. Words cannot express our gratitude for the kindness you show us. May God bless you and your families and grant you the strength and desire to continue in your compassionate work of love and care for strangers you barely know or will never see again. We hope that those of us who are fortunate to benefit from the decency of humanity that you continue to exhibit may emulate your love for humanity wherever God may choose to take us. Again, we are humbly say, thank you, thank you, thank you, from the bottom of our hearts, sincerely, your friends at Freeborn County Jail. You know, I've sent this as an email to all of our letter writers, 
and all of our visitors, and I said, if you have been writing a letter and you've never received a response for one reason or another, th this, this is your thank you. The key is that the people with whom we meet are just like us. They're, they're seeking a safe place to live. They're trying to make a living. They want a good education for their kids, and they're looking for that American dream. But unlike us, if we commit some kind of offense, when we sin, we're human beings. We all make mistakes. We all commit errors. If we do something, we go to jail, and then we're released back in the community. That's not the way it works here. People commit an offense, whatever it may be, a traffic violation, a misdemeanor, or a serious felony, and anything in between, they're banished. The chances of being deported are very, very high. And the people that are in detention, just so everyone knows, number one, they're, they're here for a median of 13 and a half years. Number two, they were given jobs. You know, without documentation, they still were given jobs. They weren't able to stay here. They established roots just like we would. They became members of the community. They met somebody, married, had kids. They go to church. They go to school. And if they committed an offense, and I just want to make sure everyone understands this, if, if they did commit an offense, and folks that are in detention in many cases have, but the 10 to 11 million people that are not in detention, the majority have committed absolutely no offense. But if they have committed offense, most often alcohol-related, they have already served their sentence when they're now in ICE detention. They're, they're in ICE detention for ma one major reason, that is to make sure that they can attend their hearing at the Federal Whipple Building in Fort Snelling. And they will, as you've already heard, they will face a high likelihood of total destruction of the family unit. We're supposed to be people of faith, people of family. And yet, many times, moms or dads will maybe never see their kids ever again. And there's psychological harm to the kids, obviously, and of course, there's a financial harm, because you're going to lose at least 50 to 100% of your household income. There's separation from the community and from your friends as well. There's return to a country that in many cases people haven't been in for 13, 15, 20, 30 years. And when they do return, they face danger of going to a country that people are going to assume that they have money. They may be targets of gangs or other people. And they're often shunned for their native country because of the fact that they left their native country to go elsewhere. So what are they feeling? The whole host of emotions, fear, loneliness, isolation, hopelessness, and depression. And yet when we go in to visit in the Freeborn County Jail, we, we have been visiting, like I mentioned, for seven years in Ramsey. When we go into Freeborn County and the guys stream into the classroom, the first group of 20 for an hour, the second group of about 20 for the second hour, my gosh, the, the welcome they give us, the smiles, the handshakes, the, hey, how's it going? How are you doing? How's your week, Steve? How have you been doing? How's your family? It's truly amazing. It's just incredible. And a week ago today, on, on, at nighttime, I had a, just a tremendous honor of, of visiting with two groups of men for the first hour, one gentleman from Ecuador and two from Guatemala. In the second hour, one gentleman from Nigeria, a couple from Sudan, another one from Eritrea. 
50%, I'd say roughly 50% of the folks with whom we meet are from Central America or Mexico, and the others are from Sudan, Nigeria, Liberia, Somalia, Myanmar, Thailand, you know, every color imaginable, and it's the most beautiful sight you'll ever see. But sadly, it's, it's inside a detention center as opposed to just being right here outside in the community. One example of one gentleman in detention who decided he just wanted to share his story briefly last Sunday, Armando from Guatemala has three kids, one, eight, and 11 years old. The eight-year-old has Down syndrome and needs a lot of medical care, and they're expecting their fourth child in just four months. And he's trying to get a cancellation of removal, but he's been here for two weeks shy of 10 years. And if you haven't been here for 10 years, your chances of being able to stay in the country are, are very, very low. And he's also trying to get asylum. And if you haven't applied within one year of entry in the United States, again, your chances of being able to get asylum is very, very low. So what do we do? We visit in a group, in a classroom. We're together in a classroom, six, six to seven visitors, meeting with 20 guys. Um, and after our visit, uh, we'll, we'll send thank you notes. Every single visitor will send a little thank you note saying, thank you very much for welcoming me and allowing us to come in and visit with you last Sunday night. So that the benefit of that is that everybody knows. Everybody gets their name up on the letter board. You know, Jose, you got a letter uh, from a friend. It means so much. Everything that we do is simply to say, we care about you. You are not alone, and you're not forgotten. And know that. It's just so critically important to people to know. And I say, look, we're just the tip of the iceberg. There are millions and millions of people, and the majority of people in the United States say, you should not be in this facility. Our letter writers commit to writing one letter a week. And every, almost every single person in that jail, once I think almost everybody with whom we've ever met says, yes, I'd like a letter. The only exception is they say, Steve, it's Sunday night, and I'm going to be deported on Tuesday. They wouldn't get to me in time. The other thing that we do is we offer them something called the Circle of Compassion. We have a relationship with more than a dozen faith communities in the Twin Cities and in Albert Lee. And what that means is if they're interested, and almost everybody is, we'll share the first name of the person with whom we've met and their country of origin, and we'll send that to various faith communities, and they'll add it to their prayer list or give it to their prayer group. Finally, we'll also send books in based on a particular request and say, hey, is there a particular book you'd like to read that's not currently in the library? Someone may say, I'd like to read the autobiography of Muhammad Ali or uh, Obama or Bill Gates or whatever, or comic books or whatever. We'll, we'll send that, again, to show, my gosh, you know, someone's truly thinking about us. So the bottom line of everything that we do is simply to show that we care and to be present. Uh, and we're not trying to convert anybody to one religion or another. We respect everybody's faith wherever they may be. We do end usually after the first 45 minutes of an hour of visit, of, of visiting one, on, uh, one person with maybe two or three people. We'll start singing songs. We may tell some jokes. But then we gather in a group and we interlock our arms or our hands and we'll say a, some type of peace or solidarity prayer. So I just would like to finish by reading one prayer. It's called the World Peace Prayer. And this is how it goes. Lead us from death to life, from falsehood 
to truth. Lead us from despair to hope, from fear to trust. Lead us from hate to love, from war to peace. Let peace fill our hearts, our world, our universe. Amen.